Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at LittleEmpirePodcast.com. And on Instagram at Little Empire Podcasts. This episode of Karma Cola is brought to you by... No, this episode... <laughs> uh, you know what? This episode of Karma Cola is brought to you by Bonus of the Mind. Uh, the most delicious, the most certified, the most fair trade, the most organic cola you may possibly ever encounter in your entire life. And you can trust me because... I grew up in a household where honesty was valued. I never stole anything without later admitting to it. I never, I never, I never hit anyone unless I immediately took it back. Uh, so you can, you can just trust me. Oh, they've got a new flavor out as well: Mexican chili, chili cola. Fuck! If you ever wondered what would it be like if I put together chili and cola, well, wonder no more. Just go check out Karma. They've got you covered. Love you, Karma. Love you, love you. Love you, love you. Do you have sensitive nipples sometimes? Uh, sometimes if it's really cold or I'm aroused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate it. I often, because I Do often you? wear t-shirts. No, no, no. I oh, No, I was the first part of a sentence. <laughs> Sometimes when I'm wearing um, a t-shirt and I have to change my bra. Remember children are listening. Well, I don't know why they're listening. They shouldn't be listening. I sent out a memo. Well, I'm going to put a disclaimer before ask Jack to tell his friends. I mean, don't do that, please, because then I look, I seem like Thanks a creep. For, Jack. I seem like a creep for continuing Tell them about your nipples. No. Um, just uh, when I wear like a thin 80s colour kind of t-shirt for internationalists is that's a uh, t-shirt shop um i um sometimes i have to change my bra (laughs) underneath my shirt no um during filming and stuff yeah relatable and um (laughs) shut the fuck up and then um yeah but my nipples just get um quite cold (laughs) 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 that's the end of the story and they come through end of story and i have to kind of have you do you ever go out like if you no. <laughs> if you're just running to the supermarket, yeah. you sometimes just not go out with a bra. Only if I'm wearing a heavy jumper. Me too. Yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Have you ever gone out without no any underwear? Only under like track pants. Oh really? I only under skirts for me. Really? I think that's kind of weird because I wouldn't like the feel of the wind on my. I, I've had to. I had to. I did that once. I only did it Thanks once. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Hello, welcome to Boners of the Mind, a podcast where myself, Rose Matafil, and Alice Sneedan. Mm-hmm. You're saying it right, Sneedan. What is the uh, What is the background cultural background of that? Scottish, I believe, oh, and it's I'm... derivative of a word used um, to to name people who would hide in the bushes instead of coming out to fight. Wow. Yeah. Truly. It's the name of cowards. <laughs> I, I'm I'm quarter Scottish, but my last name uh, is Scott. I mean, you know, the family name is Scott. 
Oh, really? Which is probably I, the most you know boring. What? I know a Rose Scott. What? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? That's bizarre. To nobody. Yeah. It's not me, is it? Um, so uh, on Boaters of the Mind, as our regular listeners will know, is uh, myself and Alice chatting about the big ishs in life. Issues, Live on the say. air. Live on the air of the podcast, which is pre-recorded. Um, going out at a different time to which we are live recording it, which is something I reiterate over and over again. We'll be taking you to calls Alice throughout. Sneddon, um, and it truly infuriates me that you don't. It's like you don't. Do it, you fucking. I bitch. have to find it. Hold on, let me. Don't. Okay, don't find it. Um, now uh, we've talked about a bit, some pretty full-on things in the uh, bonus of the mind yeah. season here. Not here to shy away. So let's start with our apologies. Um, oh yes, we do have. We do have to get this out of the way. Alice um, uh, tends to offend a lot of people during the recording of this podcast yeah. and we don't we just don't have the time to cut them out no so we will be um uh just yeah uh, okay this do first... you want a jingle and um, yeah sure i'm sorry i can't be perfect i'd like to apologize to the listeners of this podcast for my apology on the previous episode mm-hmm. i hadn't mentioned uh, John Voigt on the podcast that had been a private conversation and uh, yeah, I'm very embarrassed by that yeah. and uh, I, I wish that we can move forward together. Should I tell him what I apologized in case I didn't listen to the previous episode? Yeah, I mean, I think you on the previous episode I apologized for um, saying that John Voigt had supported the Vietnam War when in fact he had um, not supported it, although he later changed his mind. And uh, that had, in fact, just been a conversation I'd had in private and not something I'd said live on the air. I feel like we're going to get into a vicious circle here with you apologizing for things, the same thing. Yeah. Every episode. I want to say sorry to mum. Okay, for a different thing? Yeah. You don't want to mention it on the podcast? It was something I said privately. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so we don't have any context in that as well, so that's fine. Uh, I apologize for what I said. That's good for the segment, yeah. (laughs) Um, anything else? Uh, I'd like to say sorry to um, my next door neighbour. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're right, the music was too loud. Are you going to say sorry to um? Are you going to... Oh, this isn't a sorry, but are you going to buy another block of um, the chocolate that I gave you some of? No. And that's been... Apologies. Well, that wasn't the jingle. That wasn't the jingle. Apologies. That wasn't the fucking jingle. Cut it in later. <laughs> Yeah, well, cut cut that whole segment out, in my opinion. Um, <laughs> so, oh two one, oh two two. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, so, uh, great. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Lovely, lovely to get some apologies out of the way. Really, sets a, a good vibe for the rest of the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> An apologetic tone, isn't it? I think. Uh, well, it's a crowd favorite. You know that it is a crowd favorite. A lot so, of people have been writing to me about that segment. So, um, previous episodes of the season, we were talking about we we're talking about human nature. Um, and I was, listen, I was, we, we, I don't know where we got to on human nature. I can't remember, <laughs> but, um, I'm not fucking listening back to it, but, um, I, um, I was, I was thinking more about your idea that you don't think, do you like, I, I talked about you this, about this to you today mm-hmm. about the idea that, um, just briefly touching on that before we move on to the next thing, that socializing and creating communities mm-hmm. might be something that is stamped into our DNA, mm-hmm. which is. Do you think human nature is in our DNA? Do you think it could be something that exists in our, within our DNA? Mm, maybe. 
Okay, cool. I'm glad That's we touched on that. That's my hot take. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm glad we touched on that. Yeah, I think that was important. Um, we are moving on from human nature <laughs> to um, something possibly more. Actually, no, I think this is human nature in motion. So utilitarianism. Yeah. Utilitar. You. Me utilitary, utilitary, utilitarianism. This isn't the Rose Show. <laughs> well, you could have fooled me. <laughs> <laughs> me too. <laughs> no, I like it. I feel like you're the sheriff and I'm the deputy. <laughs> yeah. I'm because I'm a bad boy. <laughs> no, yeah, you are. You yeah. are a bad boy. You're a Machiavellian kind yeah. of a character over here. Um, uh, so utilitarianism is a theory in normative ethics holding that the best moral action is the one that maxi- maximizes utility, mm-hmm. um, which is basically saying a greater amount of good for the greatest amount of people or whatever, and whatever's like gets the most ple- pleasure over pain and shit like that. Yeah, doing the mo- doing what you can for the most amount of people. So maximize the profit. It's a numbers game. Yeah, maximize the profit, benefit, or pleasure while maintaining the lowest level of pain and loss. Yeah. So um, the classic kind of um. Uh, well, there's two bros that like um kind of developed these this this th- these theories, which was mm-hmm. Don John Stuart Mill and some other guy. I don't that's know. That's what if, the I patriarchy want you to believe. That's that is what the patriarchy want you to believe. I, I bet there was a Janet in, Janet <laughs> in there. Um, yeah. Shout out to Janet. But I think utilitarianism is one that is um <laughs> philosophy that kind of um, results in the weirdest um, examples. Like philosophical examples are always really funny because mm. they're always so, you're talking about such big concepts, but you have yeah. to explain them in the dumbest terms. Like just the, just the most simple, like like very, very straightforward terms. Like I once wrote a philosophy um, paper on like mind and body, you know, metaphysics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of my examples was just like about, you know, do you really want pizza or, you know, is that your mind telling you you want pizza or your body telling your mind you want pizza and then that you think there's a body and then I got an A, a on that. So um, I just want to brag about that, but I, I can post that up onto the website if we... I'd appreciate it if you put that all online. Thank you so much. The the classic one that we always talked about. Mm-hmm. Is always. The, um, always. We do always talk about this this dilemma. <laughs> yeah. So what's the dilemma? It's like if, if there is a carriage. Call is it, it a, a carriage? Train. We'll call it a train or okay. a carriage. If there's a train. And it loses control or whatever. Mm-hmm. I never get this problem right. And on one track, yeah, there is like your family, which is five yeah. people. Okay. And then on the other tracks, um, there are twelve people that you don't yeah. know. Fucking randos, yeah. like those kind of people who come to your party, and you're like, "How do you know Alice?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, we um we worked at um Subway Subway like yeah five years ago, and yeah, just thought I'd come and catch up with her." Those kind of people. Yeah. There are 12 of them. So the scenario is there are three family members on one side of the track. Yeah. And there are 12 strangers to you who work at Subway on the other side of the track. Yes. Okay. And the train is out of control, hurtling yeah. out of control. But it can't stop. Scary stuff. And it's going on the track towards your family, eh? It's going on the track towards your family. Oh, no, no. It's going on the track towards the... The 12 people working at Subway. Okay. And then you've got this lever that mm-hmm. you can change the tracks mm-hmm. where it would change to kill three members of your family instead. Yeah. So the question is, do you kill three members of your family or 12 strangers who work at Subway yeah. and this is in your control? Off that information alone, mm-hmm. what is your decision? 
Well, I don't. I think people work at Subway quite hardworking. <laughs> so I don't want them to die. Yeah. But then I really like my family. Yeah. But you don't know which three members of your family it is. My main thing, <laughs> my main argument here. Okay. Before, that I saying, what if it's like all grandparents? No, Carry on. Um, well, they no. were old. It's my top. It's my top three. Okay. And I'm not telling. I'm not disclosing who my top three are. Tell us who they are. No, you can. You can buy. You can find out if you buy the trading cards guess. and the bubblegum package. <laughs> um, so, what if? Like I. So I'm there. Why am I there? I stumble upon this situation. I hate how you do this. I stumble you upon this situation. You always set a hypothetical and then you try and find a way to fudge the hypothetical. Okay, no, no. Just stick within the realms of the no. hypothetical example. I am sticking in the realms of, of the You've hypothetical. You've immediately broken okay, it. No. What if I wasn't there? Oh Nothing God, would happen. This no. My Don't. argument is that it was like I could have easily not <laughs> been there to make that decision. Right? I could easily have not been there. So I shouldn't mess with the course of what would have happened had I not been there. So then, I'm not accepting any responsibility for decision making because I'm a Pisces and I do not like making decisions. So I wouldn't do anything. Okay. So well, you'd you, still choose to kill 12 strangers from Subway. Okay. No, hang on. You've already fudged the hypothetical. I've already messed Why up the hypothetical. Why do you do this? No, no, no. I've already actually messed up the hypothetical. It's not three members of your I'm family. frustrated. No, Alice, it's just three members, three other people who work at Subway that you don't know. Okay. So there's 12 people who work at Subway. Yeah. On one track. Okay. And then there's three people who work at Subway. Okay. Um, Hold on, no, no. Let's make it. There are 12 people who work at Burger King on one track. No, no, no. Because we've got to be the same. And three people who work at McDonald's. No, but they've got to be the same. They've got to be the same. You can't have any, like, emotions towards Burger King or, like, allegiance towards McDonald's or Burger King. Okay. You know, you can't let that mess with your decision-making skills. So it's just people you don't know. 12 people you don't know. Three people you don't know. And where do they work? Well, Subway. Okay. Okay. But All right, if well, you got I, there, then I change it. So and it's going towards killing twelve people. Yeah, and would you I change, change it? it and kill three. Right. So, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Just let it kill twelve people. Well, involving your, yourself in that situation. Yeah, but not doing an act of omission is an act in and of itself. Yeah, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> <laughs> you know. That's your opinion. <laughs> what else is there on this podcast? What if the what if the level We're not talking what if the, what if the level was just very slippery? What if you pretended that your okay, hands now we can start it? to fudge the hypo. All right, so the lever is slippery, yeah. so it comes at some difficulty to yes. switch it. Like I could easily look as if I was having difficulty, so I can still, but I can still achieve it. You could just like kind of just not put hundred percent into it, like changing the lever, you know. So, okay, just to be clear, so it's going towards killing 12 people. The handle is slippery, mm-hmm. and I could switch it to kill three. And even though it's slippery, I could still accomplish this. But do I want to put in that little bit extra effort? Yeah. Yeah, I still do. But you'd be bringing yourself actively to involve yourself in a situation now where I'm you already are... there. Mm. I'm in the situation. I think it's a valid point. to. Do you th- think it makes a difference if I walked there? <laughs> yeah. No, I think that, that that's a whole thing of, like, <laughs> Well, yeah, I guess we're talking about a different problem in terms of... <laughs> You're thinking, how do I transport myself to the location? No, Will not. I have to take a car? Will there be parking? No. I'm just saying that, like, do you get what I mean, though, in terms of that was a thing that was going to happen anyway? Yeah. And to actively... Like, it happens in superhero movies all the time now, where they're like, oh, they, they, they're, they're wanting to save all these people, but they killed these people 
in the meantime, and that's wrong because they're kind of actively. Yeah, I guess it's like there's a long term gains, there's a long term plan, mm-hmm. but but this know. is the this is the argument you're making is by going to not act is that. Is that genuinely to not act or is that an act in and of itself? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, And people, there's that um, guy, that philosopher, Peter, is it Peter Singer? Who, who, d- who, d- who does all of the theory about when you should intervene or not intervene. Mm. And, um, Have you been doing actual research outside of the podcast? No, I studied him in um, university. I'm quite educated, actually. Are you? She is wearing a t-shirt saying university educated. That's <laughs> true. Oh, I this is because my um I love New York ones on the wash. Yeah, did you get that done at Logoland? Mm-hmm. The more. Yeah. Um, no, but Peter Singer is he talks about like the difference between if you're walking past a puddle, right, and there's a kid drowning in the puddle mm-hmm. and you're like, "Oh, there's a child right there drowning." I've got to like I'm pretty sure it's Peter Singer. I don't actually know. You've got to pull the the kid out of the puddle, right? And it mm-hmm. seems like that would be like a pretty clear decision that you would make. Yeah. But we don't give all of our surplus money overseas to save the lives of kids dying in Africa or third world countries. How is a child drowning in a puddle? Because you can drown in literally 30 mils of water. It just needs to choke you up. I think you're you're doing it again. You're getting caught up in the specifics of the hypo and you're avoiding the larger questions. But it's out of sight, out of mind, right? Well, that's what he, that's one of the things he talks about is that like your responsibility to act is your could be related to your like literal physical proximity. Yes, absolutely. Do you believe that? I believe that entirely, and I think you know. Um, I think so. Very... Why donate to charity? No, no, no. That's why I'm saying. I mean, I think very um, empathetic people uh, go through, um, or you know, like I uh, have more of a desire to do that kind of stuff to donate to charities, and that's more in the kind of forefront of their mind, possibly. Right. Also, most like so much of charity. Giving us to alleviate uh, guilt, which is fine and absolutely that's fair. Oh, that's interesting. So you don't believe Vici- in ultra, vicious, true no, altruism. vicious altruism is what I believe in. <laughs> that's what it's called, vicious altruism. It's a vice because it's like you're doing it to um, satiate something within you. You know. So you don't believe you can give something just for the point of giving? No, I can't. I believe that uh, lots of uh, people can do that, but most people don't. Really? I think. Um, yeah, you know, you might be right in terms of the actual definition of altruism. Is that man has no right to exist for his own sake? Well, this is according to Ayn Rand, though. Ayn Rand. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so uh, the basic principle of uh, altruism is that man has no right to exist for his own sake. That service to others is the only justification of his own existence and self-sacrifice is the highest moral duty. You're virtue right. Value. Yeah, I just got so bored at the end of it. <laughs> oh, um, my God. No, I just... Bring, I, bring. Oh, God damn it. Sorry, I bring, we bring. so long without a call. Hello? Hi. Uh, <clears throat> hi, I've been listening live on the air. Oh, wow. That seems strange because this is go out to after a, we yeah, recorded Yeah, hi. It. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited that you uh, you actually mentioned me. I, I, my name's Janet. Oh, hi. Janet. Yes, I came up with the theory of utilitarianism. Oh, my goodness. I know. I've never been credited until today. And so I just cool. I wanted to ring and say thank you so much for um, ruining my life's work by butchering it. <laughs> um, Janet, um, yes. Can I, can I ask you? Um, I'm very upset. What year did you come up with the um, concept for utilitarian? The 1800s. Really? Yes, I came up with it before anybody else. Any specific year? No. <laughs> very defensive about that. 
Well, fine. It was 1801. I just don't understand how you could be ringing us now in the present 2016. Well, because I've lived my life in a way that serves the most people. Karma has treated me well and I am, in fact, 226 years old. Wow. That's cool. I'm very upset with you. Well, I don't... I, I feel don't... like you haven't been paying due respect to my theory. What's your theory? Utilitarianism. Oh, yeah. Utilitarianism, utilitarianism. No! It's all the same. You're butchering Janet. it. I'm a snedhead, by the way. Oh, God. Beep. Fuck that bitch, eh? No. Fucking Janet. Janet, you know what? I no, actually think you're off, a pioneer Janet. in your time. Honestly, I'm glad we didn't credit you, to be honest. You don't deserve any props for and for your... that ladies and gentlemen is an example of woman on woman violence wow it's not technically violence it's just woman on woman uh, hatred you know what you know what truly was truly feminist hating other woman yes. yeah yeah <laughs> i love that i've i've always said that like feminism will be like at its peak when i can like call another woman a cunt yeah and just have it be because it's true Ooh. do you know what i mean and not, it won't be anti-woman. It's just like, I call that person a cunt because they're a cunt. Feminism will be when you can tell another female comedian that they're bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yes, slay. <laughs> slay queens. What? It's cultural appropriation. No, okay, no, it's not. No, it it's not. I it just was think a, it's important it was, that when you do that sort of thing, was, I call it out. No, it was a, an impression of people who say they're inappropriate. It was an impression of appropriation, actually, Alice. Visual irony doesn't work on an audio. With, uh, that is true. On Fucking an audio hell. medium. Okay, fine. Um, about the lexicon, about Ayn Rand, <laughs> about Ayn Rand. Let's look at the bio here. <laughs> no, um, so I've got a couple of ethical dilemmas here. You are on a neighbouring, you are on a country road and you see two neighbouring farmhouses on fire. One is yours and the other belongs to a new couple who just moved in. Oh, that's nice, isn't it? It's really nice. That's, I wonder why. Gosh, I, I hope wonder, I took them something over when they moved in. I wonder why they they chose to, a farmer. There's a big responsibility, isn't Huge it? responsibility. It might be in their family. Carry on. Maybe. Um, your wife and child are at home, and and as are uh, oh, your wife and child are at home. Well, this is a modern example, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, carry on. As are your neighbours. You can only save one house. Which do you save? So, okay, so hang on. Well, I you think it's very easy. Two neighbouring farmhouses on fire. One is yours, and the other belongs to a new couple who just moved mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. Your wife and child are at mm-hmm. home. As are your neighbours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, of course you save your wife and your family, child, right? Yeah. Would an argument be that uh, here's the, the thing: the child, um, yeah, is younger well hold but the, your wife and your child are in one house and then two strangers to you yeah why that's a really in poor... another house of course I, here's a better example your wife is in one house and a mother and her child are in another house exactly who do you choose then i mean you should be writing these alice you're great at it who would you choose i'd choose the child and sacrifice your wife oof yeah. Fuck, man. I'm like, oh, things hadn't been going so well, if I'm honest. Jesus. We'd been fighting a lot. Did you and... Did you just like set both houses on fire to f- like frame this situation? It's true that I had renewed life insurance. Yeah, what would you tell the cops? You're like, it was a philosophical dilemma. <laughs> <laughs> Brought to life. <laughs> it was a philosophical dilemma. I, I didn't know what to do, so I just saved it. I did I, the utilitarian thing to do, and I just saved the greater amount of people. Here's a really cool one. Okay, so. Tomorrow, $5 million will go in your bank account, but a stranger to you, somewhere on the other side of the world. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. We'll die. And they'll never find out it's you. They'll have no connection to you. You don't physically have to do anything. It's just you're going to get $5 million, but you know the consequence of that is that somebody dies somewhere in the world. That's a hard one. <laughs> That's a hard one. No, it's not. You don't take the oh, money, yeah, you okay, okay. Yeah, no, yeah, that's fine. But then <laughs> no, what, no, no. imagine the amount of good you amount. Imagine the amount of lives you could save with that five million. That's good. That's real. That's interesting. Yeah. If you can do that, would what I? Would you do? Would I? I don't know. <laughs> would you? How would I put five million dollars into place in terms of you saving a, lives, a me- medical care for people? What you do is you put a million on term deposit and use the, the money off the interest to oh, donate yeah. regulated charity. And so then I buy bodies on the I buy organs on the black market to give to people to save their lives. Is that what Why I do? Not just like donate to Oxfam. Oh, that would be easier actually. Yeah. I don't know where Set the Set up a direct is. debit from your savings account. Um okay, yeah, well maybe I would take the 5 million. <laughs> oh, but it'd be awful if you like bought yourself a boat as well with it. Like you're like, "Oh, I've got I've got the money." That's the thing though, way eh? with 5 mil. Sure you give some to charity. People die all the time. People die. Okay, here now I'm going to fudge people the hyper. All the time. A stranger to you, some they do die. Literally, a bunch of people have honestly, died while honestly, we've been recording this. Honestly, podcast. if someone, if I died because someone wanted five million dollars, I wouldn't be too offended. Really? What if it was me who got the five mil? I just want to know if we could get the five mil like in advance of one mil, we could do some stuff with that one mil. Then I die. Yes. What do you mean? Oh, so you want to be able to spend a mil of it? Yeah. No, no, no. So here's what happens. You die, I get $5 million, which basically is the equivalent of giving me the opportunity to live my dreams. (laughs) What is your dreams? Just like travel. Open a bakery. (laughs) I want to open a bakery and... Not work there. Not work there, but be able to like go and visit and be friendly with all the locals (laughs) and... um, kind of live like an anarchic lifestyle uh, and just be one of those people who everyone's like, she's one of the people, you know? See, I, <laughs> with with the 5 million and the person dying thing, I see it's very similar to the lever carriage subway employee situation in terms of it's involving yourself in a decision. Yeah, but the hypo is that you're already involved in the decision. It's putting you in the in the position of making a decision. Otherwise, there is no hypo. It's like <laughs> it's the equivalent of refusing to answer the question. No, it's not. Yes, it is, Rose. No, it's not. Don't make me mad. You discover Bill Gates' wallet lying on the street. <laughs> it contains one thousand dollars. Do you send it back to him? No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That I agree. guy makes so much money. But he just put it towards good causes. What are you going to spend him. it on? What are you going to spend it on? Fuck him. What are you going to spend it on? thousand dollars? Yeah. Uh, I'll pay off half my overdraft. Next question. <laughs> I literally, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm. you're going to have to give up. You, uh, you, uh, by the end of the year, you're going to have no overdraft. All right. Why is that? Well, I'm telling you, you're not going to. Oh, okay. It is 3 a.m. Are you going to lend me $2,000? Is this where this is going? Did I misread that? It is 3 a.m. and you are late getting home. As you approach, this is not utilitarian at all. 
At a 3 a.m. and you were late getting home. As you approach the intersection, you notice that no one is around. You, mm-hmm. Do you drive through the red light? Um, I did this the other day. Exactly it. I did drive through the red light. Did you? Which red light? I was in Tiatatu. Oh, yeah. No that's around. fine. Even just, if you kill someone out there, no one's going to know. That's true. And there's a lot of farmland out there. You can yeah. do a lot of good bearing. Tiatatu, for international listeners, is a part of uh, Auckland City, which is in New Zealand. and it's I mean the sunrise? Hemisphere. The Pardon? sunrise. The sunrise, I think. The sunrise. What about the sunrise? What, what sunrise is everywhere in the world at some oh, point. Fuck off. The te, te reo Māori translation. Te ata tu. Hmm. Oh, yeah, that works, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. Should ata we get another one? being sun, tu being stand, carry on. Would it be justifiable to whip pigs to death if more succulent pork resulted from this process? Yes. Next question. Giving, oh, whoa! You love pigs. Pork. I love it. Okay, if you had to say three things about me, lawyer went to New York, loves pork. <laughs> yeah, those are exactly the three I did. I just wrote my own new list. your Tinder profile. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. This is me with a rifle. Mm, you can only rescue one of each of the following. One of the, each of the following. Yeah. Which do you say? There's a big list. Okay. A child or an adult? Quick fire. Oh, a child. A stranger or your dog? Stranger. Hitler or Lassie? Oh, Lassie. Oh. Your spouse or a Nobel laureate? Uh, my spouse. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> a dog or a weasel? A dog. Your entire family or the entire canine species? My entire family. Fuck The dogs. entire canine species? I couldn't Think care less. about the joy that dogs bring oh. to so many people in this world you're really hitting on a soft spot for me Fuck, right I, now I, this I, is very sensitive because you know how annoyed i get at people's double standard three animals why I'd do we kill give, you i'd kill your family even though you saved them why do you give well all right i think we've established you're a bit of a crazy person i think dog lovers world over would kill your family oh do you know what fuck dog lovers because if you here's the criteria for being a genuine dog lover you have to be a vegan and that's it. End of criteria. You cannot love a dog and and eat meat. You're just a hypocrite. And I'm calling you out. You're on my hit list. So you call all you're farmers. going on my hit all list. All farmers. If you're then. a veg- if you're a meat eater who has domesticated animals, all of the hardworking farmers of this country that go and make the exports. Yeah. That you fucking you you go to the teat and you you survive off the teat of their Who's dairy teat industry. Am I surviving? The dairy industry. Okay. Would you rather save a bottle with the cure for cancer or your brother? Uh, I have a joke about this. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see, it, it's uh, um, if my mum was in a burning building and with, if my mother and the person who had the cure to cancer were in a burning building, I love my mum so much that I'd save my mum and just keep the cancer thing quiet. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> That was a good tweet. Uh, please do follow us, Alice, on her tweet. It's pretty much the only tweet I've ever done. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, okay, what about this? A bottle with the cure for cancer or your brother who just gave you one of his kidneys? Uh, cure for cancer. Wow. I think he'd understand. I think the kidney would if kill he'd given you me, well. If he'd given me a kidney, like he's a giving person. That's true. Are uh, the following acceptable grounds for a person to the life of non... Well, here's a good one. Would you die for the cure of cancer? Would I die for the cure for cancer? Yeah. Kill yourself and cancer is free from the world. Uh, Yes, I would. Genuinely, I would. Yeah. Would you? I wouldn't want to. I really would not want to. And I'd be upset that people expected that of me. (laughs) 
Too much pressure, right? Too much pressure. But it's it's hard because like then then it's like a I mean that's a completely hypothetical situation because then there's so many variables. <laughs> I like how you picked that one out to say it's completely hypothetical, whereas the Hitler Lassie one is still on the cards. I mean, like in terms of. You wouldn't know necessarily that it would save, you know, all the people with cancer, like, you know. Yeah. So but, many variables to again, that. What if someone lost to, it after you well, died? Again, you're trying to change the hypothetical. You're working outside its bounds. Mm-hmm. Any other quick fires? Are any of the following situations objectionable? Ra- <laughs> raising and killing rabbits for food. No. Raising and killing rabbits for fur. No. Clubbing baby seals over the head for fur. Only for fun. Raising chickens under crowded conditions. That's going to be in the apologies next week. <laughs> Raising chickens under crowded conditions on wire netting. Unacceptable. Yes. <laughs> oh, you fucking love chickens, eh? I do. Chuck, chuck. Uh, sl- slitting open the bodies of cattle. Sorry, trigger warning. <laughs> slitting open the bodies. <laughs> oh, very funny stuff, bro. <laughs> Carry on slitting open throats. <laughs> slitting open the bodies of cattle in slaughterhouses before they are unconscious. Fine. Really? Yeah. I'm not. I'm not. What's, what are you talking about? Slitting open throats is literally how you kill something. That's true. Do you know how they kill cattle on a large farm? They use a stun gun, and then some of the time it doesn't even work. Right in the that brains. Sick, man. And then they skin them alive without them even being dead. But this <sighs> is the... Trigger warning, this is the reality of our dairy and our uh, agriculture industry, I need right? to stop eating meat. It is, absolutely, and I agree with that 100%. I genuinely think people shouldn't eat meat, but it's delicious. Oh, no. And Fucking. while it's socially acceptable, I keep eating it. Well, we'll still be alive in the time where everyone's not vegetarian, eh? And I just want people out there to know, for four years I was a vegetarian. Oh, yeah, you were? Yeah. You love meat now. I, I mean, I loved it pre-being vegetarian. It was like giving up smoking. Every time I saw it, I wanted it. Oh, man. Yeah, I guess like, I, I guess you just got to be more responsible. You got to be, you know, you got to, you got to spend a lot to be responsible with the way you eat meat. And I think you should eat it sparingly. Meat. Absolutely. Two or three times a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm glad we agreed on that. I'm not, <laughs> I don't follow that rule, but I'll start. No, um, I eat meat every day. Maybe mm-hmm. even with every meal. Or like animal product, at least. Eggs for breakfast. Yeah, but nut milk is bullshit, eh? Yeah. Okay. Um, using spontaneously aborted fetal tissue for okay. treating Parkinson's disease victims. Yes. Let's get on it now. And Let's I genuinely it. mean that. Yeah, We're behind absolutely. the times. I'm pro-stem cell research. Carry absolutely. on. I agree. I agree. Absolutely agree with you. Well, this um, is the podcast. No, when do you think a fetus... Keep going. When does a fetus... Um, this isn't one. This is my question. When does a fetus gain a personality? <laughs> Uh, 22 weeks. Next question. <laughs> okay. Using intentionally aborted fetal tissue for pur- oh, fucking trigger warning for this whole section actually. <laughs> Using intentionally aborted fetal tissue for purposes of art? Um, yes. I'm fine with that. It's just goo. By that stage. It's goop. I mean, if you're pro-choice, I don't think you can be sensitive about what's done with the... Um, because yeah. then you're attra- you're attaching some sort of va- a value to it that means that you really have to rethink your whole pro-choice um, yeah, this is true. Absolutely. scenario. If you're pro-life, I'm sorry about this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but also, I- fuck you. Carry yeah. on. <laughs> a high- hey, Whoopi might be pro-life. Oh, Whoopi um, is not pro-life. Yeah, you're right. And I will make an apology about that because I do want to respect all people's... Um, I'll save it for next Is episode. this situation objectionable? A highly rated television show which depicts the actual torture of a convicted criminal. No. Yes. <laughs> That's obje- No, that is objectionable. It's highly objectionable. Yeah. You said no, though. 
is it objectionable? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. I was reacting like, from what? the gut. Um, yeah, that's disgusting. That's the most disgusting thing I've heard. The listeners of the podcast will know if there's one thing I am not in oh favour of. Oh my god, of. this is an awful... <laughs> Look at this, this is the next one. Highly it's the rated. death sentence, carry I lo- on. I love how they really have to specify the high ratings of this television show as well. Yeah. A highly rated television show which depicts the actual torture of a poor homeless orphan. Is that objectionable? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about it now. I would. It's a wood watch from me. <laughs> Fucking hell. You're disgusting. What a naughty boy. You're disgusting. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Gosh, that's awful. That's, that's truly awful terrible. Tri- this is for a university exercise. Yeah, I guess they've got to talk through the specifics of why it's bad because the, the kid's orphan. I mean, that's an interesting thing. Yeah. Torturing a person who will die from the injuries as the only means to find out where they have hidden a nuclear bomb. Oh, okay. Uh, interesting. And my answer to that is no. Nice. I agree. Yeah. Because I'm actually not in favor of torture. I think it uh, sustains too. an environment uh, worldwide that actually increases terrorism, not I'm reduces kinda, it. I'm kind of like, whatever will be, will be, you know? Yeah. If, like, if well, the, you are in favor of the world blowing up. Yeah. You would do that if you had your finger on the button. Yeah. So you're probably not the best one to answer Torture that. is so messed up, eh? I was listening to a podcast. Hold on, hold on. Hot takes with Rose. Shut up. <laughs> I was listening to a podcast. It's a very good podcast, actually. It's called Law. No plugs. Fuck. Okay. Um, well, it's, it's a good podcast. We'll bleep that out. We'll bleep that out. I was listening to a good podcast, but it was about like this like crazy queen who like just loved torturing for the sake of torturing. And she like made like maiden made maidens from the local village come and work for her. I'm doing inverted commas here. And she just in the winter make them Not lie. Not a visual medium. They'd make them lie naked in um, a field. Um, and just freeze to death. Oh, that! I mean, the thing about that, though, is I do think you actually, you get very cold, but then you go numb. Oh, so you'd be okay with that? No, I wouldn't be okay with it. I'm just saying, I don't know if that is the most torturous way to die. Yeah, but it's fucked up, right? Yeah, yeah, it is fucked up. I'm sorry. I was just, I like, when I think of torture, I'm like, removing someone's fingernails. What do you that think? That literally makes me sick. Okay, do you think torture, or the, 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 the um... The desire for people who do torture and murder yeah, or potentially walk me serial, serial killers. Do you think that is an entirely kind of different thing that is programmed into someone's brain? Or is it a very, very much um, kind of highly uh, heightened, highly heightened, um, <laughs> heightened kind of um, aspect of something that we already have within us? You know? Like, is it something that just completely, like, people are born without completely? Or is it on a spectrum of... I see what you've done here. You brought it back to human nature. <laughs> no, but, um, you know, I believe all human beings have the capacity for good and evil. Growing and naughtiness. <laughs> and naughtiness. With the, right, um, with the right environment, I do believe you could torture someone. Really? I Even believe me? I could torture someone. Really? Yeah. Mm. I would, without a doubt, under the right circumstances, torture you. Under, in terms how, of what I did? No, because I just think that's how malleable your mind is. Everyone always wants to believe that they'd be the good guy in extreme circumstances, but there's just no way of knowing. The mind is so malleable. I use that word already, but you know, like, don't you reckon you could be manipulated into almost anything? No, and I'm quite concerned about the trajectory <laughs> of your uh, mental state, to be fair. 
Well, it would take a lot. It would take a lot. But like that's basically how war works: is that propaganda is used to man- on mass to manipulate people. God, so that's like, so true. actually, if you and if you're made to feel passionately enough about something, absolutely. But I mean, though, not that, to say that you're absolved of responsibility. I'm sorry, I cut you off. Start again. But I mean, like, not in terms to say of, that. <laughs> but like, I mean, in terms of an enjo- the enjoyment of it. Oh, I see. Like for personal enjoyment of seeing someone tortured. Is that something that's a, that's a glitch Maybe. in the matrix Maybe in your mind? Maybe there might be a glitch in the matrix, yeah. yeah it must be, eh? Yeah. Because it so. must be connected to something sexual or something like satisfying. Yeah. I um, think it's. I think a glitch in the matrix is a, is a really good um, way of explaining the uh, international... But isn't that funny, though? Because if it is a glitch... If it is a glitch in the no, if if that desire to torture or that um, homicidal desire is genuinely not just an exacerbation of something that already exists within all humans, it's something that is isolated in mm. certain people. Then it's really it's funny because, <laughs> like, well, that's funny because because that's on an even playing field, right? That's not an even playing field, and 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 yeah. being held accountable for those 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 um. Acts that you do is, of course, you have to because of minimizing yeah. the pain of the victims and the people, or the victims' family, or whatever. Yeah. But it is this weird thing where you're like, "Fuck, man!" Like a murderer, mm-hmm. they were weren't set up well from the beginning. Like they had some not always, up. but yeah. And so it's just like it is a it is a it is a you know, in a weird way, I just think that um, innate evil. Is unfair because some people on the like evil person <laughs> on the evil person. <laughs> yeah. In a yeah, way, I think maybe that gives it too much power, though, because just because you have the um be- the beginnings of it doesn't mean that you can't be treated away from that. Because I do believe that the mind is, but when I say it can be manipulated, it can be manipulated in both po- both positive and negative ways. So, do you think that people should um at a young age like there should be ways of identifying the 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 course on which someone is on. I think people should be less afraid to talk about whatever their dark thoughts are because the better way to abstain those or get rid of those is to express them and then have people talk you through them. That's true. You show me a funny, um, not funny at all. Um, and (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, check out this funny link. And you sent me a link to Oprah talking to John Wayne Gacy's dad, Um, which was a very interesting watch. I've got to tell you. But he wrote a book, and, and that really interested me because it was like <clears throat> they showed all these pictures of him when he was young, mm-hmm. and Oprah was like, Oprah was just basically straight up like, "Hey, did you know he was going to be a murderer?" And he yeah. was like, "And he's like, yeah, I knew." Did he say, <laughs> he's basically like that in turn. He's like, "I didn't know," but then when I look back on it, like he did some weird things, like yeah, once he played with some bones, and I'm like, "That's not weird." Like that's not too weird. It's not too weird. He's nah. and he's looking back on it to try and figure out like ways that he could have showed that he was going to be a murderer. Yeah, some of that is probably like putting things to uh, attaching too much weight to things in hindsight. Yeah. But I do think that people would be better served if they were less stigmatized for whatever they were thinking and could receive help for it. But then that argument and I always think about this in terms of like um uh, pedophilia as well. Mm-hmm. In terms yeah. of that being treated as a um, um you know um a disease. Yeah. Or you know and 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 there's I knew a therapist who's um job it was to treat people who were pedophiles mm. but like a bunch of her clients were people who weren't had never acted on their pedophilia yeah had literally just had the urge and been like i'm gonna receive and reach treatment for that like that's a good person yeah i mean that maybe no i stand by that that's no, a good no, no. person I, somebody I, I, who recognizes person. yeah their own wrongdoing well, and in, the, in the same way that there's a you know you feel 
the, all of the urges that are like socially acceptable, mm. the people feel them. That's the yeah. kind of way that they would probably feel it. And they're kind of forced into, well, you know, some of them, some of them are, you know, you know not that great. Uh, <laughs> some pedophiles are not that great. I'm just going to let you take this one. <laughs> well, I will stand we'll by that. Some pedophiles are not that great. <laughs> But you know, we'll apologize for that. <laughs> I'm not apologizing. That's not my segment. Um, <laughs> but haven't they? Um, haven't they? Uh, who did I hear that from? That they've actually started like it's really f- weird. It's really fucked up, and I obviously don't know what I'm talking about. But it's like they're creating um, uh, like oh, weirdly like CG like. CG, like just say it and then we'll bleep it out. out. Just say it and we'll bleep it out. Like CG materials for these people instead of having to. Oh, so they can pretend like they're having sex with a kid or something. Well, no, like it's 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 pornography that's CG rather than oh CGI pornography. Yeah, that's not actually mean like meaning. Why are you tripping up on the eye? (laughs) CGI. It's like the eye was going to give it all away. Oh, no. I just call it CG. Why? It's computer graphics. Not computer graphics imagery. Just computer graphics. I think the I think the colloquial term is CGI. No, pe- a lot of people say CG. No, but finish with your pedophilia. I really think we, you're not really focusing on the right thing here. You're right. Okay, that's very interesting, and I don't understand enough about the treatment of things, but um, if that's what... But it's funny because the principle of that is like, you know, it's you're like, well, that's still fucked up. But then you're like, oh, but this is a, this brings it back again to the utilitarianism kind of thing yeah. of the greater the greater amount of good is possibly you would get more good out of making them something yeah. like that to wouldn't that wouldn't add to potential awful pain and harm caused right. by the actual uh, child pornography industry. You're right. We call it an industry. Rings of disgusting yeah. stuff that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, but in that person making that CGI. <laughs> Stuff must be like, fuck, man. Yeah. I did an internship at Weta Workshops and now I'm doing this. So this is terrible. <laughs> All right. And that's been <laughs> bonus of the mind for yeah. another hot episode. All right. I think. So, yeah. That was, a, that was a good episode. I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Great. Well, um, we look forward to seeing you. Well, not seeing you, but you know, you know what you I mean. You want to tweet us, ring us, call us about your thoughts on child pornography? No, no. Well, you know, um, hey, you can say no, but you know. Um, <laughs> No, no, I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear a we'll single a, thing. We'll put a trigger warning at the beginning of this episode. Please, we're gonna to have to put them on every episode. To be honest, uh, that was been boners of the mind. Thank boners you so much for listening. Bye. Boners of the much to Karma Cola for sponsoring this episode of Boners of the Mind. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try The Male Gaze? But you know what? It doesn't matter. High school is nothing and it means nothing. So all those people who are in high school right now struggling with bullies from stupid Gryffindor, just you just got to get through these five years and then it doesn't matter because most of those guys will end up like getting their girlfriends pregnant at 18 and then just like trying to finish off the engineering apprenticeship. You know who's not going to get your girlfriend pregnant? You, you little gay boy. <laughs> Good luck out there. Good luck out there.
up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 